Hola Rinconeros, yo soy Ana Sofía Piña desde Mexico City. Welcome to Los Rincones. I am joined here once again with Gabriel Adame from Houston, Texas. Yeah, how's it going? Gilberto Obregón from Monterrey, Nuevo León. How, how you guys doing? And Jessica Rivera from Dallas, Texas. Hey everybody. Today we're going to talk about racism inside the Latino community. Some of y'all are probably thinking there's no such thing as racism among Latinos, but that is actually a problem, at least in my country, which is Mexico. Before diving into that, I would like I would like you guys to tell me a little bit more, well, a little bit about your y'all's experience with racism or discrimination. How do you how do you feel about about it? Have you ever felt discriminated against? For me personally, um, I don't know if I didn't like if I haven't noticed it before. But I think once I moved up here to like North Texas, I kind of started feeling more like watched by people whenever I would go to like academy. Like one time I went to academy and I was trying to like find myself some rain boots because it rains a lot over here. Like it doesn't rain a lot, but when it does, it like rains a lot, a lot for some reason. But I was trying to find myself some rain boots up here. And I just realized like once I walked in, I was being followed by the security guard. And I was like, I was like, bro, what? Like this has never happened to me or have I just never noticed this happen to me? But I think that's that's one of the times that I've realized that Yes, I am a person of color and, you know, I am going to be seen differently sometimes. I don't know about y'all. What about y'all? Well, uh-huh. my first experience would probably be in middle school because growing up and like going into elementary school, I didn't really see like it as an issue until I got to probably eighth grade. I remember I was talking to a group of friends in Spanish and then this one girl, she was white. She was all like, uh, you're in America, you speak English. And like, I just kind of like got shocked that she really, I was like, did she really just say that to us? And then I remember I had a friend who, who was also her friend and she just like looked at her and didn't say anything. And I was like, you're not going to tell your friend anything. Like that was very rude of her to say that. And I think just from then, that was like an eye opening to see that this was a situ- this was an issue. I don't know about you, Hiberto. Um, yeah, for me, I think you know, like both of you guys said, I've been, I felt the least discriminated multiple times. But I think the ones that really stick with me the most are the ones that we have amongst like us Latinos. You know, as me being a darker, I guess a darker shade or darker Mexican. And of course, there's a lot of Mexicans that are real white complected. And then there's a lot of other Mexicans that are my color or even a little darker. So I'm kind of, you know, a lot of people I've met along the ways where it's like, oh, you know, you're a dark Mexican, you're this. And it's like, it's crazy to me to think that even Mexicans see each other as like two different types of people based on their skin color. To me personally, it doesn't bother me personally, like myself, when people tell me, oh yeah, you're dark, like, yeah, I mean, tell me something I don't know. Like I don't, I don't let it get to me, but it's still like something that sticks with me where it's like, how can as like Latinos or even just from the same country, like we can just talk about each other based on our skin colors when in reality we're the same, like we're both born in the same country or in the same continent, you know? Exactly. 
that that was actually what I was going to say about like racism, at least inside Mexico, because here in Mexico, there is no immigration. We barely have race diversity, I guess. So it is weird to say that there is racism because we could say we all pertain to the same race, I guess. Or yeah, we we all, we were all all born here, right? Uh, but there is something called classism, which is the different treatment based on social class or perceived social class. And I think this term perceived social class is very interesting because there's this conception in the country or among Latinos that the darker the the color of your skin you pertain or you you belong to a lower social class, which is super, well, for me, at least it's super stupid because he has nothing to do. But here, there's this attitude, how, how do you say, mm-hmm. this phenomenon of, of people treating other people better or worse based on on how dark is your is your skin, which is super stupid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. <laughs> well, when when you were talking about classism based on um, skin color, I kind of started thinking about. I don't know if y'all watched the novella when y'all were little. I forgot what it was called, but there was this real dark uh, boy, and he was in love with this character named Simboneta. I think it was the name, and he was ah, Simboneta. Like, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, no sé cómo se llama, like, I forgot. Uh, se llama... Sorry, Viva los Niños. ¿Cómo se llama? Viva los Niños. Oh, Viva los Niños, andale. Yeah, so... <laughs> the one where they dress you know, in, like, that like character... yellow clothes. Yes, 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 yellow clothes. Oh, there was I don't a... remember that, yeah. <laughs> a girl that used to wear, like, the heart diadema and always had, like, her <laughs> torta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that, the... The dude was the even the little kid like these kids were in elementary like he was made fun of and he was you know and at least in the novella he was Mexican and he was in love with what wrongfully sometimes is like shown as the most be- the most beautiful girl where it was like oh you have to be this type of skin color and have this color eyes to be seen as beautiful so he was in love with her and I remember she just used to make a lot of people used to make fun of him and based on his skin color and as well as his his social class. Yeah, exactly. And even in the even there in the telenovela, they actually follow the stereotype of the the guy with the darkest the darkest skin color. He was actually poor and the and Simoneta, the girl you were talking about, she was this blonde, blue-eyed girl and she was rich. And it's like mm-hmm. it doesn't even make like it's not even related, you know. But it's it's been it's been this thing that that has happened for I don't know I'm not I I won't say hundreds of years, hundreds of years but maybe I don't know a couple of years and it's been normalized like people actually have this idea and they actually believe it's 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 normal and even mm-hmm. they like they can make fun of you because like for your your tone, your skin tone. Is that lo dije bien? Skin tone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for example, in my high school, if you were darker, they will call you negro. And of course you're you're not negro because you're not you're not black. And oh and I have to 
I think I, I have to make this clear. Negro is not is not an offensive word here. It's just saying black. It's 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 not like saying the the N word here. And and they call you negro, and it it's it's fine. And even the even the professors follow the the nickname, I guess. They they use it, and it's it's right. It's it's not seen as something racist, but in reality, it is. It is racist because why would you why would you use that word to to yeah to discriminate? Yeah, well, for me, it doesn't make sense. But I guess um, it's interesting that you that you that you Gilberto said that because I didn't know that that existed in 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 the U.S. I thought it was only like here in Mexico and. The other day I was reading on the internet and I found out that Hispanic people are the largest minority in the United States. And Mexico was the the only country that has a larger uh, a larger Hispanic population. But of course there are there are other indigenous among immigrants in the United States. And I guess I don't know. I thought maybe uh, with America being like such a diverse country, it makes sense or it, it doesn't make sense because it's not right. But um It, it makes sense that there's more racism than in other countries. And I think here in our program, we have a lot of different backgrounds and stories which can make us vulnerable to to discrimination. For example, you gave, I know, besides being a part of this uh, minority, which is the Hispanic community, you're also part of the LGBTQ community. What do you think you're... Do you feel discriminated against by by these two by being part of these two communities? Well, like here at UNT, I think I see it a lot more as like accepting. But let's say when I go back home, just like on the LGBTQ side, like it's been kind of implanted in my head to also. I know this sounds bad, but having like internalized homophobia where. I don't like to show public affection with my partner or like I wouldn't want to like show any kind of public affection like my family's really close to my partner we've been together for like almost three years now right but never would I ever think about kissing him in front of my family and I think that's because in my head even with Latinos like mm -hmm. we they'll kind of be like oh like eso no hace, no se hace. like my mom's giving me talks like I love my mom to death and she's like she's one of my biggest supporters but when I first came out she was like um también tienes que ser como um también tienes que respetar res respetar like even though not everyone is gonna agree with you you know you kind of have to be okay with that I don't know if I'm getting my point across but yeah I've kind of mm -hmm. feel like I have been discriminated especially by my own community as well like I've been discriminated more for being LGBTQ than I have for being Latino which mm. you know is kind of weird but I mean yeah yeah but um and it, the thing is I get discriminated more by like Hispanic men than I do by any other race or anything else well that what I've seen or like what comes to me like what actually makes it through to me but um I guess that's just the crazy thing about that yeah I think yeah it's crazy but it makes sense because I think the Hispanic community is uh very conservative and 
religion. Yeah, yeah, and especially with like uh, Catholic, you know, like most of us being Catholic. I'm my family isn't Catholic, but I know they used to be whenever they lived in Mexico. But I'm um, like even with the Christian uh, community, like it's also very weird because I used to. I, like, I love going to church. Religion is such a big thing in my life as well. I didn't really grow up in it, so I kind of try to get myself into it. So God is always my number one thing. Um, even if I'm gay, it's always been my number one thing. But I remember going to church when I was little, <clears throat> and this story, like, just always stuck in, like, this situation always stuck in my head. But the the pastor's wife, she was taught, she was teaching, like, the youth class, right? And I was like, I was like 13, 14. By then, the only person who knew was my my cousin, mi prima. You know, I tell her everything. But I remember her talking about um, the story of a city that had like a lot of sin. I'm not sure what, I, I don't know if y'all know which one it is. I don't think it was. A lot of what? It, it was like a very sinful city. Like there was a lot of uh, homosexuality and like prostitution and stuff like that. Well, like God like kind of like, shot it down or something like that burned it down or something but she I just remember her saying like you know being gay is and this was the pastor's wife like you know way up there someone that you wouldn't really expect to say this like you would expect her to be more like um what's the word accepting or like more like tolerant I guess would be the word but I remember her just saying being gay is disgusting it's uh it's like yeah she was like saying like there are a bunch of pedophiles and like all of that and after that, like, like that just kind of, like, ruined my idea of going to church for a while. So that story kind of sticks out more to me. I think I've been discriminated more for being, for being gay than for being Latino. Yeah, that's my little rant on that. What is that? What about y'all's families? Are Gilberto and Jessica, are they... Like very conservative, do you would you say they they would be likely to to discriminate someone from the LGBTQ community? What I would feel like it would be my family is conservative to a point, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I guess it depends on the relationship on the person too because it's all it always depends on that relationship with you have that person once it hits home. Like, that's whenever you start to react. Once it's not, not affecting you, people don't really think about it much. So, like, say um, if a cousin were to come out, it would take the family a while to accept it. Then to realize, hey, this person is sangre, but you have to accept this person because no matter what, they are your family. And then, But I just think it would take them a while to wrap it around their head that, they are part of the LGBTQ community. What would you say, Hubert? Um, as I don't, as far as my dad and my mom, I don't think they're conservative in that aspect. The aspect of like the LGBTQ community, they mm -hmm. um, if I can remember correctly, I don't have from either side a cousin or, you know, my brothers aren't gay or anything, but they're pretty okay with it. I remember growing up. We had, uh, when we first moved out here to the United States, we had, uh, we lived in some apartments and our neighbors were actually gay. It was a, a gay, I don't know if they were married, but it was two dudes that lived there. And I, I think I was like, I was young. I was like eight, nine maybe. And I remember like 
they used to get a lot of bad like comments and you know my mom was real cool with them my mom will go out there and you know like she's con ellos and all of that mm-hmm. and we'll be outside while my mom's talking to them we'll be outside playing with the other kids in the neighborhood and i remember like other neighbors and their like the parents of the friends that i used to hang with they used to tell them like hey don't be don't go over there or i don't want you close to them da, da, da. and you know i never really saw it as wrong like my parents never of course we knew what being gay was but they never told us like hey don't hang out with them or don't go inside or nothing like so i wouldn't think i wouldn't consider them conservative in that aspect no and not you that you said you were not born in the united states so mm-hmm. i don't know i i was i was wondering did you did you know did you speak english when you first arrived or or did you not <laughs> I actually though I went to uh in what Mexico is called like a colegio which is like private school here for mm-hmm. like two years over there and then I went to we went back to public school and in that private school they taught they quote unquote taught English but I remember mm-hmm. coming here I only knew how to count from one to twelve and that's mm-hmm. all I knew like other than the high and the by. I knew one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and that's all I knew. I don't know why twelve, but it will always <laughs> stay with me. Like those were the only numbers I knew. I knew high, by, and that's it. So no, I didn't speak a lick of English. Wow! And how did it affect? Did it affect? Did you feel? I don't know, discriminated against by that, or did they welcome you? I think I I definitely did feel discriminated by, and as funny as it sounds, it's more of the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. Um, because when when I was over there in Oak Cliff, what is called Oak Cliff, it was mostly Hispanic, and even though the it, I was in bilingual classes, a lot of the kids still spoke English to where I didn't, or at least my level of English wasn't as good as theirs. But it would definitely be like in school, oh, you know, you don't speak English. I mean, I even I'll never forget I some cousins that I have here that they. They were already way much older than us, and you know they they've been here a while, so they knew English. And I remember them at first. They used to speak English in front of us to try and to try and for us not to understand them. But once we start learning, and you know, I kind of me and my brother kind of started catch on. Like, hey, they're talking about us. Like, that's how I knew I was learning English because it's like, okay, now I understand what they're saying. So they would speak English in front of us talking about us and then I kind of started to catch on and understanding what they were saying so mm-hmm. it's it was kind of sh- like thinking talking about it right now it's kind of like wow like the Hispanic community was the one you know making fun of 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 me or my brothers for not speaking that much English when we first came but after that yeah do you ever have like a white person ever be like oh Like what the situation would happen with Jessica? Did they ever tell you like, oh, we're in America, like learn how to speak English or something like that? No, personally, I haven't. I don't know how. Like even to this day, it hasn't happened to me. I don't know how I will react. I'm a. I think I'm a pretty like easygoing person, so I don't think it'll make me mad. However, I can speak for. I had an experience with. I went with my friend, one of my closest friends, and his mom to the doctor. And we went, and his mom was sick at the time, so she's checking into the doctor, and they're from Colombia. And uh, 
another lady asked his mom, like, hey, where are you from? And then his mom's like the nicest lady ever. And me and my friend just looked at each other like, wait, is this going where we think it's going? And this is like a year or two ago, maybe maybe two years. And we just kind of looked at each other and his mom, like, you know, not caring for it was like, oh, you know, I'm from Colombia. And this is the lady exact words were like, oh, where's that at? Is that by Africa? Or where's that at? Because I hear your accent. And then we and personally, it made me uncomfortable. Like it made me kind of and my friend kind of just got up and, you know, got close to his mom. And the lady kind of noticed she kind of messed up or not even kind of messed up. Like she completely messed up. And his mom, even still being the nicest lady, like try to explain to her, like, no, Colombia's right here. And she still told her, like, oh, it's because of your accent. So that experience made me pretty uncomfortable. And it didn't even happen personally to me. I was just, I just happened to be there. But other than that, no, I haven't had like a, a white person tell me anything. So I honestly don't know how I will react. Well, I, I had a situation with, like, they never told me, but I was working, um, I had just started a new job and there was this lady and she was, she actually was the HR department before she transferred there. Um, what I remember her saying it and it didn't register in my head. And I wish I like, I really wish I would have gone back in time and like would have gone off on her, you know, <laughs> but she, she literally said, I don't know why that they can't just learn how to speak English. Like you choose to come over here. Why don't you learn how to speak English? She said something like around that. And I was in my head, like it just didn't quite register in my head. I was like, bro, aren't you like part of the HR department? Like, why are you saying that if you're gonna, just in my head, I was like so confused and I really wish I could have gone back in time and like would have been like, hey, like you don't say that. Like that's not right for you to say that. Like there's reasons like that some Latinos like us, we can't speak English. Like just that that's the only situation that's ever in close to that. And I really wish I could have gone back in time and changed my um my like what I what I chose not to say. But um yeah. How about you, Jessica? I feel like all of us, we have been in a situation like you want to say something, but at the same time, like, you know, that the situation can just go completely downwards because at work that has happened to me because I work in a, in a school. So there was a substitute teacher and she only spoke Spanish. And I remember my coworker was saying so rude. Oh my gosh, can she not read that it says bathroom right there? They were just going on and on and on. And I was like, you know, this lady just came over here to help to cover a classroom. I know that you wouldn't be able to do it because all those kids speak Spanish. So I don't understand why you're coming off on her. And so there's times that I will just speak out without even thinking about it. And like for her to see like me get mad about that. And then I was just like, that's that was uncalled for for you to say something. And she wanted to, like, tell me that I was wrong for saying something. I was like, no, I'm going to speak up for what I think is right. And I don't think it's right for you to, to downgrade her because she doesn't speak English. I was like, she's over here doing her job. She is doing an excellent job because she has, she's a teacher from Mexico. She's over here covering for a classroom over here in the United States in a bilingual classroom. So I was like, I don't see no situation, no problem here because she was also telling her man she should never come back she did an awful job I was like 
the only problem that you see is that she doesn't speak English. So, Jessica, but you you said that you like just recently started to learn Spanish, right? Am I wrong? Like you said a few years ago. Yes, that's yes. another thing. I yeah, so always... what about when the things are switched? Like when Hispanics be like, oh, like you know, whenever Hispanics kind of make fun of other Latinos for not knowing how to speak Spanish. I've had that growing up so many times by my brother, by friends at school. Like it like really would hurt my feelings. I remember I went off on a friend because like I didn't even talk to her for probably a good two years because what she said to me, she's like, Are you even Hispanic? You don't even speak Spanish. I was like, Girl, are you serious? I was just so annoyed. And then after that comment, it was like, you know, let me let me start working on my Spanish. And not only from like friends like that are my age, I also had a professor. I would I had to take AP Spanish and like I really was not understanding anything and the professor thought I was just joking around and he would say in front of the whole class, "Señorita Rivera, no vas a pasar el examen AP." And I was just like Dang, thanks for the confidence boost. And then once I took the test, I ended up passing it. And then he, he goes to my face and he's like, Ya ve, señorita Rivera, si se puede. Mm -hmm. I was like, after this whole, like, you just embarrassed <laughs> me in front of the whole class. Like, I feel like as long as you embrace your culture and you're trying, I don't see why people should be com coming for you saying that you're not Hispanic enough. Yeah. I was also going to ask you, Jessica, specifically, because mm -hmm. I know you have roots from El Salvador. Do you think that, that, that being Salvadoran has made you more or less discriminated against than other people in the community or even inside the, the Latino community? Ulises, our producer, used a word that I don't remember, but I guess it, it means like left out or have you ever felt that? Yes, uh, to two point, because there's always... Um, I guess people would say that Mexicans and Salvadorians, they don't get along for yeah. the longest time. I don't know. Y'all know about that? Yes, no. for sure. Yeah. I've never <laughs> so I'm just growing up, like all my friends were Mexican. So to me, like whenever I hear about that, like I just laugh because I'm mm -hmm. like over here, my neighbors, they're Mexican. We come to each other's house. Like we'll, we have cookouts. We'll, we'll play outside. We'll even go to the park together. And I'm just like, I don't, I really don't get it. I guess that's within another person. Like they just like, oh, I don't like the way you talk because we do say certain things differently, and I think that's part of one of the discrimination. And, and also, yeah, the accent for sure is yeah, the accent <laughs> yeah. for sure. I think that's like one of the main differences too. Like, like yeah. I've heard a lot of of. Sorry to hijack the show, but <laughs> I've heard a lot of like uh, <laughs> Mexicans like try to um, impersonate like Salvadorian accents, and I'll be like, "Is that alone?" Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's one of uh, the like, yeah other Hispanics discriminating other Hispanics. You know what I'm yeah, I feel like within different countries too, because it's not just Mexicans and Salvadorians. Because I know it's Salvadorians and from people from Honduras because my friend too she's all like dude I don't know what the problem is and I was like me neither because like we're we're super close and then there's my brother he's like I can't stand 
people from Honduras and then I have a friend I can't stand people from Puerto Rico I was like why like what's the situation and they're like I just don't like the way they talk oh Ana Sofia is it like that in Mexico too like Mexico um, City of what you've seen no it's I don't think it's about ac- accents I think it's well personally that's why I always struggle here talking with you guys because it's better seen if you if you speak excellent English and of course I don't have an excellent English <laughs> and that's why I always try to try my best to have this pseudo well no pseudo I don't know if if that's a word in English but to have like this perfect accent I guess and of course I, I'm never gonna have it I already accepted it but uh but yeah I guess this um it's not discrimination but they're gonna they're gonna treat you better if you if you speak um if you have a an excellent or a proficient english um, what about in uh, espana did you ever feel like you got discriminated over there for being mexican not discriminated they i there there's discrimination actually uh to hispanic people but from from ecuador Ecuador. Oh, really? Yeah, because there, uh, the immigration that happens in Spain is mostly from Ecuador and Morocco, I guess. Yeah. Well, Africa in general. And there's a lot of discrimination to African and Ecuadorians, or maybe yeah, from Venezuela, from from Latin America, but not but not Mexico. There's there's not not Mexican immigration, I guess. And yeah, I mean, I've seen discrimination, but not towards me uh, specifically. And talking about uh, um, the African community, I wanted to know: do you do you think uh, the Afro Latino community receives more discrimination than other? Um, how do you say? Yeah, than other color, like colored. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do think they do. Like, even my best friend, she's uh, Salvadorian, and she, she's, she looks Afro-Latina. I've asked her before if she, like, if she identifies as Afro-Latina, and she's like, no, not really. Like, I, like, just identify as, you know, just Latina. But I feel like, for sure, Afro-Latinos don't... They don't get represented well enough in our community, and I feel like I've heard a lot of uh, lighter-skinned Latinos, like, you know, make fun of Afro-Latinos and darker-skinned Latinos. Yeah, I think, kind of just to piggyback on what Gabriel said, uh, yeah, a lot of of Latinos do make fun, and a lot of Afro-Latinos, I mean, are discriminated, and me personally, that's that's one thing I'll never understand, like, racism i'll never understand it period but that and i think also a lot of hispanics in this country are racist towards the african-american community which is something that also doesn't sit right well sit well with me because at the end of the day we're both minorities in this Mm -hmm. country and we're both you know having to fight to be treated the same way and fighting for equal rights and i don't know why but just kind of to piggyback on what Gabriel was saying, it happens with the Afro-Latino community and it happens with the African-American community and it's something that's, you know, it needs to stop. And I do I do feel like we are starting to get better or like 
better at that situation because not that long ago, I think they're called uh, Los Premios Juventud, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I was watching that on TV and I was really amazed because I don't think I've ever seen this before or I just haven't paid attention. But I saw two Afro-Latina hosts with one uh, one like lighter skin um, Latino host. And I was just like, wow, like, you know, good for us. Like, at least that's like it's little things like that that are moving us forward for sure. I agree. I think there, for example, the Super Bowl, we, we saw Shakira and we saw... Uh, who was the other girl? I don't remember. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I forgot her, her name. Uh, but that's something crazy, right? Like, I don't, I would would have never thought that the Latinos as the artists would have this voice in, in an event that's like super important worldwide, you know? Uh, and yeah, I'm really like glad that they put Latinas like for the halftime show but I also heard a lot of backlash from people because of that and that kind of just made my sad made me feel sad about that I don't know if y'all heard um like any backlash with them Mm -hmm. performing yeah it was just it wasn't just for them being Latinas. I think it was also like for the way they were dressed or like they were sexualizing them and then that's for sure and then um everybody Shakira's um what was it that she did with her tongue? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, she was embracing her culture. What she's yeah. Lebanese, right? Yeah, I think she's Lebanese. So she no. was embracing that culture? No. No es colombiano? Yeah, yeah but, 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 j-lo with her flag out and i was like what's the problem if we do that all the time whenever we do um the anthem we have the american flag out so i was like why couldn't j-lo have her puerto rico flag out i don't know yeah no yeah i agree i totally agree i also think it was really important how uh i know this is kind of getting off topic but how j-lo um you know she did those kids in the cages like uh america i didn't figure out what the song was born in america or something like that do y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the song's called, but I do remember, like, that part being on the Super Bowl. Yeah. I thought that was really important, too. Like, it was a great way to use her platform to show, uh, like, there's children in cages and we have to do something about that. Yeah, I agree. I think artists are, like, our microphone to to speak up for for what we're, we're, we've been through or we're... Por lo que estamos pasando, Go. pues. Yeah. <laughs> going through, yeah. Yeah, going through. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I really hope to see more artists like um, encourage people to vote for sure. Yeah, that 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 was what I was gonna ask you. Um, of course, I I, I don't live there, but uh, I know we're we're close to the, to that date. What can you tell us? <laughs> 
Oh, about uh, voting. Okay, so I know voting here in Texas, if you need to register, is on Monday, October 5th, if I'm not wrong. And I've heard that the government, the governor of Texas, Abbott, Governor Abbott, he, um, he kind of extended the early voting for two weeks. So if I'm not wrong, that should be, um, it's, it's like a weird day. I don't know if it's like October 10th or something like that, but we can start early voting. And I really think we should start early voting, especially if you're doing it through the ballot because of the whole USPS thing going on, how they want to shut it down and how they're going to be delayed. So definitely we need to get out there and vote and uh, make a difference in this country. So like this is our time that we we should start speaking out because the like you said Anna Sofia that Latinos that we are the largest minority group in the United States and so it is important to get those Latino votes and yeah I was just looking into that Gabriel but I think that for early voting in the state of Texas is going to be October 13th through October 30th so and then it's super easy to register to vote you could honestly. Facebook has a little button where you can, it says votetexas.gov. You can register really quickly. All you need is your name, your last name, plus socials, plus four numbers of your social security, driver's license, and your address. And they will send you your voter registration card, which I don't think you need it when you vote. I think all you need to bring with you is your driver's license. That's when you vote in person. Like right now with the whole situation with coronavirus, I really don't know how it is going to be voting by mail. But that is some information I think we should probably all look into right now. Thank you, Jessica. Well, guys, I really enjoyed our talk today. Today we talked about a lot of things that I, I didn't expect to hear that you actually are aware of the discrimination inside the Latino community inside the U.S., but I think it's pretty interesting to, ¿cómo se dice? Como hacerlo notar, hacerlo saber a la gente. <laughs> Next week, our host is going to be Gabriel. So do you, do you know what we're going to be talking about? Bro, I think we're going to get deep. We're going to change tracks and go to um, maybe heartbreak and loneliness. It's something I've been thinking about, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be romantic yeah, but not just romantic heartbreak, like, you know, a friendship, like being heartbroken with a friendship and stuff like that. So, yeah, definitely stay tuned. I'm excited to talk to that, uh, talk about that with you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, be ready with your with your ice cream and everything. With your <laughs> feelings, yeah. Well, once again, guys, gracias por sintonizarse a un nuevo episodio. Remember, you can find us uh, in our social media. Guys, do you want to give your social media so they can find you yeah y'all can find me on flavor gabe on instagram it's like flavor flav i know i said that last time but i'm just very proud about that and i was 12 when i came up with that <laughs> <laughs> and then y'all can find me on twitter at adame 11:30. what about you y'all can, can find me on uh instagram and twitter at gil underscore obregon tv that's uh, Gil-Obregón-TV. And remember to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at jriv underscore seven. Don't forget to follow our social media accounts on Instagram and Twitter. Our Instagram is los underscore rincones underscore podcast. And our Twitter is at rincones underscore los.
So make sure you give us a follow on both of our social media platforms. Thank you, Jessica. And I want to give a special thanks to our producer, Ulises. You can find him on Instagram as underscore Uli Julie underscore. <laughs> and my name is <laughs> my name is Ana Sofia. You can find me on Instagram as anasofia.r. And I also have a YouTube channel. It's in Spanish. So if you want to improve your, your Spanish, hearing a little bit of my conversations, I am on YouTube as Ana Sofia Piña. And I think that's all, guys. Nos vemos la próxima semana aquí de nuestro rincón al tuyo. Bye. 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 Bye.